0: as being motivated by the spoil that exists in the land. What is this spoil? Pastor J.D. has shared before, and we'll share again today. Simply remove the SP from spoil, and you'll find the answer. The spoil in Israel is the oil. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 20th, 2018. For today's
1: update, I want to talk about what I would argue is one of the most important developments of prophetic significance taking place this last week. And I'm, of course, speaking of President Trump making good on his campaign promise to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which took place on Monday. I'll start with this breaking Israel news article titled, appropriately, An End of Day's Guide to the Embassy Move. On Monday, the U.S. Embassy was officially opened in Jerusalem as per the orders of President Donald Trump In what many believe was an integral part of the interesting messianic process. Keep in mind now, the Jews are still waiting for their Messiah because they rejected the true Messiah. Integral part of the messianic process that will culminate in another architectural landmark, the building of the third temple several prominent rabbis weigh in on what this really means and why it is not simply another short-lived political agenda. Rabbi Jeremy Gimpel, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, the founder of the Land of Israel Network, sees the U.S. Embassy opening in Jerusalem as part of prophecy and an answer To Jewish prayers. The rabbi noted that some religious people were skeptical of the religious basis of a political move made by President Trump. Listen to this quote from this rabbi. I would encourage those who say that President Trump is not a holy man, and therefore can have no place in this godly process to look to the book of Isaiah and Ezra, where the divine plan of restoration was done through a man named Cyrus. Rabbi Gimpel said, it would be a tragic mistake to view this historic move as unintentional or a coincidence, coming as it does on Israel's 70th anniversary, which was on May 14th. Quoting, The end of this process is known, Geula, redemption. Since President Trump has taken steps that bring the world closer to Geulah redemption, he has succeeded where others have failed, No other president has brought the embassy to Jerusalem, so Trump has had unexpected success. His greatest step in this process was canceling the deal with Iran, which at its very core was aimed at destroying Jerusalem. Okay, hang on to that. Judge Deneen Pirro, of Fox News echoed this sentiment concerning Trump's prophetic role of being a type of King Cyrus, which for those of you who were with us on Thursday nights, we went through the book of Ezra, a very fascinating study. We learned about this uh, fascinating uh, man, King Cyrus. On Monday, the Christian Post published an article quoting Piro as saying, Donald Trump recognized history. He, like King Cyrus before him, fulfilled the biblical prophecy of the gods worshipped by Jews, Christians, and, yes, Muslims. Okay, just to be clear, uh, Muslims do not worship the same God as the Jews and the Christians. Allah is not the same God as Jehovah. Okay, that Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the Jewish state, and that the Jewish people deserve a righteous, free, and sovereign Israel. The article goes on to say that in March, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu himself likened Trump to Cyrus, who in the Bible is recognized as the Persian king who rescued the Jewish people from Babylonian captivity. Very interesting. While this was a day of celebration for Jews and Christians, it was Nakba, which in my native tongue of Arabic means Day of Catastrophe for the Palestinians. It's for this reason that the Gaza riots took place in which 50 Hamas terrorists were killed. According to this breaking Israel news report on Thursday, a Hamas official admitted in an interview that 50 of the some 62 Palestinians killed in clashes with Israeli security forces along the Gaza border were members of the Palestinian terrorist group. The revelation that many of the protesters killed along the Gaza border were members of Hamas confirms Israeli leaders' accounts that the Palestinian terrorist group was using opening of the U.S. embassy in Jerusalem on Monday to score propaganda points. That's what was really happening. And if this weren't bad enough, according to the Times of Israel... The Hamas co-founder Mahmoud Al Zahar is even admitting that they are deceiving the public about the border protests. In Al Jazeera uh, interview, he stated that the terror group was, quote, deceiving the public when it spoke of peaceful resistance. A day before 60 people were killed in violent protests on the Gaza border. To add insult to injury, the Jerusalem Post reported that Erdogan is saying Turkey will not allow, get this, (laughs) Israel to steal Jerusalem from the Palestinians. Speaking at a dinner on the first day of the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, which also commenced this last week, Erdogan said the majority of the international community had failed to react to the events in Gaza and warned that remaining silent would mean, quote, opening a very dangerous door. The events in Gaza have also sparked a diplomatic row between Turkey and Israel, with both countries expelling each other's senior diplomats on Tuesday. It's important to note, That this comes on the heels of another report about the Turkish Prime Minister calling for an extraordinary summit of nations, Islamic nations, to unite against Israel. And included in this summit would be Russia, Iran, Turkey, and Sudan, among others. Now why is that important? Because... Those are exactly the nations that are listed in by their ancient names in Ezekiel chapter 38. I know that you know where I'm going with this, so I'll get right to the prophetic point, so to speak. I would submit that everything we witnessed this last week has moved us even closer to And when I say even closer, please know that we were moving ever so close prior. But we have now, I believe, moved even closer to the fulfillment of three specific Bible prophecies. You see them there on the screen, starting with, of course, Ezekiel 38. And I want to talk about Ezekiel 38 more in a moment here, but... For those of you who are unfamiliar with this prophecy in Ezekiel 38, it is a prophecy about an alliance of nations that all come together to attack Israel, not for the purpose chiefly of wiping them off the map, rather it's for the purpose of taking a spoil. By spoil, that means that Israel has something they want. Again, hang on to that. Come back to that. Oh, by the way, (laughs) they don't succeed. And the reason they don't succeed is not because the United States comes to Israel's defense, no. It's because God comes to the defense of his people, the Jewish people. And this alliance of nations are soundly defeated soundly defeated. And there's every indication that it happens very, and I like this word particularly, suddenly. It's going to happen very quickly. Is that a synonym for suddenly? Let's just say it is. It's going to happen very quickly. The second prophecy that I believe we have moved even closer to the fulfillment of is Zechariah 12. And this is a prophecy concerning how God himself is going to make the city of Jerusalem, the city that he has chosen out of all of the cities, out of all of the tribes, to place his name of ownership on, that he will make Jerusalem the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. You can't read a news report on your news feed or watch a news broadcast concerning the Middle East without hearing about Jerusalem being this big burdensome problem. That's Zechariah twelve. That's Zechariah twelve. And then, thirdly, Daniel nine twenty seven. And this is a prophecy very detailed about how the Antichrist, by force, will enforce a seven-year peace agreement. And at the midpoint, three and a half years, he will set himself up as God in the newly rebuilt temple, which would imply that it's part of said seven-year peace deal, which we just got done reading, that the Jews are anticipating is going to happen. And at the midpoint, he demands to be worshipped, and it's at this point that the Jews realize this is not our Messiah. He will commit this abomination, Daniel 9.27 says, that causes desolation, and the Jews will realize that our true Messiah would never do that, and that will bring them to a saving knowledge of their true Messiah, having embraced the false Messiah, the Antichrist, first. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that everything that we're seeing happening right now is exactly what we were told would happen. And as we speak, I truly believe that the world is ripe and ready, if I can say it that way, for the Antichrist to come on the scene. In Israel they are. And it's like everything is now being readied for this man to come on the scene and do this. So yesterday, as I was preparing for today's update, I watched Judge Jeanine Pirro on Fox News. She was there at the embassy opening on Monday, but she interviewed... Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. I have to say that I was stunned by what the Israeli Prime Minister said, so much so that, pardon me, I had to go back over it, and I kept pausing it so I could transcribe it word for word, which I did early this morning, so that I could share it with you. What follows is a portion of that interview, and as I quote Piro and Netanyahu, listen to the words and view them through the lens of Ezekiel 38. And let me just preface this by saying this. First of all, verse 13 of Ezekiel 38, very detailed, says that Saudi Arabia, who is aligned now with uh, Israel against the arch enemy of Iran, uh, It says that they, along with Tarashish and the young lions thereof, will protest and question this attack against Israel, and they will ask very specifically this question, Have you come to take a spoil? The King James renders it. Hang on to that word. There's another detail in the Ezekiel 38 prophecy. By the way, there are many details in the Ezekiel 38 prophecy, but another detail in that prophecy is that Israel will be very strong. Very prosperous, very secure, very confident, if you prefer. Now, through that lens, let's view this and listen to this portion of the interview. Piro, quote, Iran is now aligning itself with Russia and has its proxy in Syria. By the way, uh, we're not going to have the time to get into it today. We, we talk about it very often, but uh, Syria, Damascus, Syria, Isaiah 17, which I really believe is the catalyst for the Ezekiel 38 prophecy. Netanyahu, yeah, they're saying openly that their goal is to bring these lethal weapons close to Israel's border with the aim of destroying it. I've said no. No. We'll confront you now before you build up your forces rather than later. By the way, when he says, I'll confront you now, because you have uh, these weapons on our border, he's talking about confronting them in Damascus, Syria, which again is Isaiah 17. Okay, What would you do, he asks Spiro. What would any country do if somebody tried to move right next to the United States horrendous missiles, and other things with the express purpose of annihilating the United States, do you think you would sit back? No. And I'm not sure Russia wants Iran to do that. Really, Pyrrho responds. Yes, because, I'm quoting now, I think they're in competition now for the spoils, I mean listen i as you get older you 're not as dramatic, <laughs> okay, never mind, that was probably a poor choice of words, but no, you, when you get older, things don 't you know move you as much, you just don 't have the energy like you used to when you were younger, you know you 'd react. I have to confess man i 'm sitting there, I almost fell off my chair now, for me to do that that 's really something I mean I was. What did he just say? And so I I couldn't wait to go online and and, you know see the video once it was posted. And listen, because I thought, nah, that's that's me, because I'm so focused on Ezekiel 38. I'm putting words in his mouth. No, he said spoils. Russia and Iran spoils. That's verse 13. Why are you looking at me like that? Are you kidding me? Maybe it is just me, but... (laughs) He used the exact words concerning Russia and Iran who today stand at the ready in Syria to launch this attack that we were told in Ezekiel 38 they would attack. I'm not sure, Netanyahu goes on to say, quoting, there's a necessary conflict, speaking of between Russia and Iran, but Iran is at conflict with us. Iran is at conflict with the United States. Iran is at conflict with just about every Arab nation in the Middle East. And I think we should unite together under President Trump's leadership to kick Iran out of Syria to constrain and stop Iran's aggression. If you want to advance peace, that's how you advance it, by confronting the enemies of peace. Piro, quote, With a strong Israel... Netanyahu, quote, definitely. Call me silly. I've been called worse. (laughs) But this is exactly what we were told in Ezekiel 38. Five years ago, this was not a plausible scenario in the immediate, in the present tense. Today it is. One last thing. Um, so I have... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I have, you know, these screens in my office, and I had the royal wedding on one screen, and I had, you know, Fox News and Judge Jeanine Pirro on the other screen, and I'm, I'm you know, kind of going back and forth like a tennis match. And I found myself um, really interested in, not so much the royal wedding, but the interest in the royal wedding. I mean, (laughs) what's up with that? And I just want to share with you very quickly what the Lord ministered to me about, the world's fascination with this royal wedding that took place yesterday. Like those before it, there just seems to be this obsession and fascination with these weddings. And what the Lord really showed me was that there's a a biblical and even a prophetic reason as to why there's an explanation for it you know what it is it's because God has wired us this way and we're gonna have a wedding no I know for guys this gets weird and that's okay I mean, I get that. I'm a guy. But we're the bride of Christ. And you want to talk about a royal wedding? <laughs> and, and we're not just going to be married to a, a prince, but the prince of princes, and the king of kings. <laughs> and it's going to be the royal wedding of all weddings.
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor JD. Now... As I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.